From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 507. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you cel- celebrating Happy International Pencil Day? Uh, I'm happy that you eventually got that one out. So, <laughs> good work to you. Uh, by using the best mechanical pencil ever made, mm. the Rotring 600 Lava Edition. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So you've already, I've already ruined the intro. Mm-hmm. You're ruining me. That Rotring Lava Edition does not have grip knurling. Correct. Therefore, it is not the real Rotring 600. It's better. Mm, boy, we're just going to just like, I said happy International Pencil Day. Ugly. I didn't say unhappy fighting uh-huh. International Pencil Day, Mike. Uh, that, that is canonically not a Rotring 600. I don't care. It's a Newton. It's not a 600. Therefore, right. it is not the greatest mechanical pencil ever made. Wow. I mean, it might be your favorite mechanical pencil ever made. Different conversation. So it's a rotring Newton then. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. only difference between Lava the Newton finish. and the 600 is the knurling. Well, the 600 never came with a lava finish either. So that's a feature of the Newton. Right. <clears throat> well, so... Guess I'll forget I said anything, right? I'll give him a fake pencil boy over here. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, as long as you're happy on Happy International Pencil Day, Mike. Not anymore. <laughs> I've told my life is a lie. You no, know? you know, I mean, you still love you still love the pencil. Like uh-huh. it's a popular pencil. It is also not the Rotring Six Hundred. <laughs> I can feel the Newton in my hand as soon as you said it. I was like, that is not it. Well, that is not it. What are you using? I am using, I pulled out and sharpened a brand new fresh Tombow Mono 100 today because it is the first fancy wooden pencil I bought where I decided that I should try something nicer than whatever random pencil is stuck in a drawer somewhere. Let me pick something that looks cool, gets good reviews, and it was the pencil that like immediately changed. I was like, oh, I get it now, right? It's the same thing people discover with pens or paper or, in my case, wooden pencils. Oh, this is different than what I normally expected out of a pencil, and I see why there is this category of premium uh, wooden pencils. And the Tombow Mono 100 was uh, was the first for, for me. I think I did it. I'm sure I've reviewed this way back in the day. Uh, here, let me sharpen it for you real quick. I, it, I've been writing with it a bunch this morning, you know, to celebrate Happy International Pencil Day. So let me uh, I go in my classroom-friendly sharpener. We'll have a little ASMR segment. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Is that enjoyable? Not really. Yeah, it shook the whole desk. It probably did sound like crap on the podcast, but, you know. Whatever. It sharpened it amazing, Mike. Look at this sharpen. I am so happy on International Pencil Day. Well, I'm very pleased for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating. Uh, you are you're drowning your sorrows in mm-hmm. your fake Rotring 600. I don't know why you keep... This isn't fair. <laughs> I'm being bullied now. You know what, Mike? I wish I could bully you in person at the Atlanta mm-hmm. Pen Show. We're going to talk about that later in this show. Um, normally... What what is normal anymore, Mike? Normally, we'd be getting ready to to hang out together, uh, yeah, in a couple weekends. But instead, we just get me going to the show for a few hours and and talking about my prep for that. We'll do that after, Mike. I give you a 2022 planner update. Okay. So, 
historically, this is about the time planners just fall by the wayside, for me at least. And I think for a lot of people, there's kind of a, a, a downswing, if you will, in, hey, maybe I'm getting along just fine <laughs> without writing down all the things. Um, that's kind of how my past has been. And I am happy to report that is completely not the case mm. with my uh, Hobonichi A5 cousin. I have not missed a day all the way up until uh, yesterday, right? So like I kind of keep, I'm like almost like a day in arrears in my planner. So I'll plan out the week. So there's a section in the front where I'll look at, I can have a weekly overview across two pages. I should probably put this, this is actually probably be a pretty good picture for Instagram. I'll do that. Okay. Just in how I block off my week. And this is general, right? This is, hey, this can change. Hey, maybe these times shift. Hey, maybe new things get added and existing things get taken away, shifted around, whatever. Um, but this is kind of how I plan my week. I will do that uh, post-show. Uh, so it'll be up on my Instagram. And then I go to my days and I will write in just like okay, the general tasks has a little time section, which we've talked about before when I've discussed this at the end of January. That works really well. And then to the right side, I just write any notes that I want, usually about how the day went, since, like I said, I'm usually a day in arrear, sometimes two on the weekend, because, you know, I don't write a lot of weekend stuff, just like you talk about with the theme system journal. And I followed the same thing when I was using that Monday through Friday, right? I would use it Monday through Friday and take the weekends off. Well, this, I still go in and recap some of my weekend stuff mm -hmm. um, on the weekend. So I'm using those pages too. I am very happy. I'm very content. Uh, I am very much not using a lot of fountain pens recently in it, just out of habit. I, you know, we've talked about it a million times as much as I love fountain pens. You know, my heart lies with the, the really good gel pens or ballpoint pens or in the case, uh, you know, mechanical pencils or standard pencils for Happy International Pencil Day. You know, I'm content using that because I also don't have 50 fountain pens inked up like some people and can do use a different one every day. So I'll use the same fountain pen for a couple days, switch to a rollerball, switch to a ballpoint, switch to a pencil. So like, when's the last time I've even used a fountain pen? Let's see. Gel pen, rollerball, pencil, ballpoint, rollerball, and then, uh, nope, rollerball, and then fountain pen. So like almost a week ago. It's been since I used a fountain pen in my journal. So I've, that has been an interesting discovery because this is, of course, the 52 GSM Tomoe River paper. That is maybe the best fountain pen paper ever made. Mm. And I'm using not fountain pens in it, which is a feature for me, right? You want to be able to use all this stuff. At least I do. As someone who partakes in all forms of stationery, I uh, I want to use all the stuff in here. And this Tomoe River paper is shockingly good. So to update... The Hobonichi, that it's going well. Um, I am still writing something every day. I have missed one or two of the weekly layouts just because a lot of times Monday is generally pretty busy for me. And so I'll just start working and I'll recap it on the day journal but i may not go back tuesday and lay out my week which is a mistake uh in in working so we'll see but i, I tr it's really helpful to lay out the week it gives me a good idea i definitely have 
more efficient work weeks when I lay it out up front instead of confusing myself the whole time. So I'd say pretty much everything about this planner is working for me. Um, The Hobonichi is great. I'm still in the original cover that I bought with it, which I was concerned about because it's a light yellow. It's like a lemon yellow. Um, But since it doesn't move around much, like I'm not going in and out of the house all the time, it Mm -hmm. stayed pretty clean. You know, it has some like marks on it from just whatever, regular wear and tear. Um, So yeah, I... uh, I'm I'm 100% like I'm I'm feeling really really good about how my 2022 planning is going. Do you have any any commentary on uh you don't necessarily like do the same type of planning like no. type of setup that I do. Um you do more of a almost more of a reflection type of journaling with the yeah. with the theme system. Mm-hmm. Um any any changes to that how you're doing that still working on that, you know, standard Monday through Friday stuff? Well, one thing I did want to say is it is really funny to me that this might be the like some of the last Tomoe that you ever used, and you don't use the fountain pens that much in it. Uh, right, right. That's just really like, funny to me. You waste. I have it. a I have a huge hang up of changing the pen I use in it every day, mm. and if I've only got like I might have ten or twelve fountain pens inked up, even then that rotation is pretty light. You know, it's like I still okay. I just use this, even though it was maybe last week. I like. I want to mix it up even further. So yeah, good point. Good point. So maybe I'll, I I'll never go exclusively fountain pens in it, but I should, I should do some fountain pen uh, additional work in it. You know, some sketches or drawing, which I don't normally do in there. I use other other books for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, the not a lot has changed in the fundamentals of how I do this because you know my my system is pretty set at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still doing what I've always done, like two different pens a day, that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things, just like from a practical level, that I've been uh, wondering about. So, like, part of the theme system journal was like the daily themes page. It's where you you kind of you have that list of stuff, right? Here's mm-hmm. things you want to tick off every day. I'm noticing that there's a couple of them that I'm I changed it up, and I'm not really hitting them very often. Mm. And I'm wondering if that maybe means I should tweak something a bit, but I'm not sure. Interesting. Or if it just yeah. means I'm not doing it. But I think there might be a bit too a bit too broad. I might need to be a bit more specific with it. Um but this is like similar to you. Kind of at this point throughout the year, you've been doing it for three months basically. And so it's the kind of time when I might, you know, every quarter or whatever think about it. But I'm I'm getting close to finishing finishing a journal. Um because it usually takes me about five months to finish mm-hmm. one theme system journal because I don't do it on the weekends. Uh, so I think when it comes to me for me to switch over again to a new one, I might do some tweaking on that part. Gotcha. And that's that's always something you got to be willing to do mm-hmm. just in, in general people that use planners. If it's not working for you, um, you got to you got to figure out what is and don't yeah. be afraid to change change path midway. Because um, you're just hurting awesome. yourself, right? Like yeah. If you don't, like, yeah. You like, do? this is supposed to be an additive tool, right? Yeah. It's like, it's it's not just something that lays on the desk and you use, you know, passively. Like, it's got to be active part of your life and, and helps you, you know, accomplish whatever you need to accomplish. Even if it's not, like, work-related or anything like that. It just could be, you know, like, mental health-related, right? Like, this is a tool to to use and figuring out how to use that best is, al- is always a challenge. And just don't be afraid to change things up, so... Um, you know, I, I, even I, I put in a link in the, in the show notes there, actually April start 
options right. uh, for planners. Um, it's usually, so the big release is obviously for the beginning of the year. There's always an April start, and then there are a lot of times there's some student starts uh, like around the summertime. So you can jump in, but you know you don't need a dated planner. Just get a notebook, use, look up the bullet journal method and kind of set some parameters like that. And uh, it, it, I find it to be immensely helpful in planning and scheduling tasks and also a little bit of thought release, right? Which uh, are, can all go in the same book. That's why I like how this Hobonichi Energy set up to where I didn't really have this setup that allowed for both things before. So yeah, I'm very, very happy. Cool. And there's, yeah, there's, there's April ones now, right? So mm-hmm. people could just jump yeah, into so, that. So most of the Japanese makers will have an April start. So Hobonichi. Kakuyo does the Jibun Techos for April. I I, do, I had I didn't double check Midori, but I would assume they do. But I could be. Do wrong they run that. for twelve months or nine? Um, they will run April to April, I believe. Right. I'm okay. almost certain they run April. To and April. do they typically just do like January start date and April start date? They don't have like a June start date one. No, that's what I was saying. They do. Some companies will do a student uh, start date, which will be like around June. Um, oh, but that's oh, okay. they get less and less quantity. Obviously, the uh, first of the year start is the big bulk of them, and then April and summer start um, are very, very. You know, we'll have a few options, you mm-hmm. know, one or two options as opposed to twenty options, just just for different types of calendars. Mostly, like in the um, like in the like in the Japanese working community. I don't know. I can't, we, we learned what I was told what April start was before. I don't know if it's like a traditional business calendar, right? Like April 1st is normally a lot of first quarters for a lot of people, uh, for a lot of businesses. I know my company was, which was a Japanese owned company. Like April 1st was the new fiscal year. Right. So I don't know if that's a reason. Um, and then we'll get into the uh, college and school school years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which will be usually around June, July. So, yeah, so the April start is is popular, I think, just for, for business reasons. That's a, a new calendar for, for that. Cool. All right, should we take our first break and talk about Let's what you're going to be getting up to this weekend? Yeah. All right, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your brand and grow your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website of your own, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, your services, even the content you create. Squarespace has you covered. With Squarespace, you can get stuck in of SEO tools. You can use their suite of integrated features and useful guides to help maximize prominence among search results so people can find what you're putting out there. You can stand out in any inbox with Squarespace's email campaigns. Why not encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers and start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers or fans? Just start with an email template and customize it by applying your brand ingredients like the colors of your website, your logo, and you even have built-in analytics that measure the impact of every sentence. Similarly, I love how you can customize the templates at Squarespace with colors, logos, typography, the way that you want it so you can make it feel like your own. And with Squarespace, you can also get blogging. They have powerful blogging tools for you to share your stories, photos, videos, and updates on what you're doing. You'll be able to categorize them, share them, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. If you want to build a website of any kind, go check it out right now. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And then when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict. You'll get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of this show and Relay FM. 
I'm going to the Atlanta Pen Show and you're not. Wait, what year is this? <laughs> it's 2022. Whoa. Mike. <laughs> Three years since I've been to the Atlanta Pen Show. The last one was in 2019. Can you believe that? Because yep. 2020 um, Baltimore Pen Show was at the end of February, beginning of March. And right after our return from that in that time frame in, in 2020 as we all know like the world pretty much shut down so it was actually since 2019 or did they have the atlanta pen show last year maybe they uh, had a, maybe they had like a small version last I year i could be have. yeah 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 they i might be wrong in that they might have had a limited version of that last year so it could be wrong anyway um if i wasn't there did it really happen <laughs> so i don't know oh wow um, listen to this guy <laughs> if brad dowdy's not on the pen show is there even a pen show don't think so i'm a little feisty this morning uh-huh, i can tell morning. i mean you know i couldn't speak the intro i'm getting fired I, i'm just fired up. i'm excited mike i uh-huh. I'm, I'm genuinely excited <laughs> I, can, I can tell <laughs> um and like, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to go period, but I've um, worked it out to where I can go from like Friday afternoon to late Saturday morning. So mm-hmm. I'm the, the important part for me is to be there Friday night, right? One of the evenings, you know, it doesn't matter Friday night or Saturday night, just to like hang out with friends, catch up with friends, you know, go to dinner, sit at the bar, do all that kind of stuff. Like the show is almost secondary, right? We always talk about that. Like you go to the pen show, it's it's great, you know, enjoy the pen show, but you're there for the people. And this is this is no different and even more people focused to me. So much so that I hardly have like a shopping list of stationery. I mean, I will end up with a lot of stuff. A lot of it, you know, you've been with me to pen shows where I'll pick up something like for me personally, and then I'll have like a bag full of stuff for like review stuff for the blog, right? So it's just going to be, you know, anything I buy is just going to be kind of as I see it ad hoc. Like I don't have anything I'm I'm looking for outside of like the Esterbrook needlepoint nib. I don't even know if that's available yet. Um, you know, they're they're starting to market it and I think it's starting to become available. So that's one of their newer nib collaborations, right? Um, they did this one with Kirk Spear of Pen Realm. And just like they did the journaler nib, you know, with the Gina before. So this is just along that same line of working with a a, a nib meister to to sell nibs for their pens, which I think is a great idea. So I want to try to pick up a nib. I don't need another Estabrook pen, right? I just need mm-hmm. the nib. So I don't know if I'll be able to get that or not. I also want the um, the new Ink Dependence ink, Mike, which I failed to mention uh, at last week's show. Our, our good friend Mike from Ink Dependence collaborated with Pannonia to make Cheerio Water Bus, Mike. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's, it sounds good to me. And it's a really neat colored ink. I don't know how how you would expect to say it any differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, like you could go read the story and like do your homework and try to learn about these things before you speak about them on the podcast. But that's, I'm not interested in that. Like we're just, you know, we just wing it here Mm -hmm. at the Pen Addict and we'll correct things next week (laughs) if needed. That's pretty much how we roll. But Mike made this ink with uh, Pannonia. He's going to have a few bottles of it at the pen show. If you don't get it at the pen show, we'll have a link in the show notes where you can go get it from Mike's shop. And when he does a reorder uh, or re-up of the ink, he will continue to have it. So if you if you can't get it right now, don't worry. He's going to he's gonna get some more in stock. Um, but it's, it's neat. It's a neat ink that I want to try in that it has some late 
arriving properties. I'm still trying to understand. I, I did actually read about this a little bit. It's so it's like a teal ink, but the blue color or the blue pigment in the ink tends to show up as a sheen type feature as the ink dries. Like you can see the, some really neat looking properties in the pictures of this ink. So I'm anxious to try that myself. Um, so like that's my entire personal shopping list. An Esterbrook needlepoint nib and a bottle of ink. So I, I will end up with a lot more than that. I promise you. Like I've already talked to I people. I was going to say, you are expecting there will be more though. Oh gosh, yeah. And But it might just be stuff I pick up for reviews and giveaways. Like it's a really good opportunity for me to see what's out there, see what's new, see what's current, even though I keep up with it constantly, right, online. Um, just getting some of this, these things in my hands and deciding, hey, do I want to get one of these, you know, Leonardo, you know, what did they call like the the spaghetti, <laughs> the spaghetti weave <laughs> pen, whatever the new model is called. Like, I don't need one for myself. Do I want to get one of those for like a member's giveaway later? So I will end up with a an absolutely massive ton of stuff, but it may not be all for me. So that's how I think about it um, as far from a, a, a shopping perspective. So I have no um, idea what spaghetti weave is. What is yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's the Leonardo. Look up the Leonardo mosaic. And we talked about it. Oh, this is Leonardo, the one that looks like the other one. Yeah. Mayora and Leonardo yeah. make the same. What do they call that? They call mosaic. There's a name. Mosaic. Yeah, is it just the mosaico? But I thought they called like the, the actual pattern of it. Uh, like the, the manufacturing of it had like a name. I could be wrong though. Like again, why do research? No, I'm looking at their page. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything that suggests okay. they've given it a special name. Gotcha. Maybe it's called with spaghetti. Spaghetti then. weave. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, that works for me. Spaghetti resin. There it is. Ah, see, look. Material spaghetti crazy. resin. Italian production. Vindication, baby. That's well, what we do around weave, here. Spaghetti weave, is it? See, y'all think I don't know anything. I just do. I just don't know how to recall it properly. Yeah, you know stuff. You're just not mm-hmm. sure how or why you know it. Which really, if you know things but can't index them, I'm not sure mm-hmm. how helpful it is. We should probably have a podcast about that yeah. and where you talk about pens and paper and how to like take notes and, and things like that. So yeah, um, we'll work on that. So I'm packing light for this show, right? Like It's an hour and a half to two hour drive for me to get to the show. So and I'm spending one night, I need to take like hardly anything at all. And mm-hmm. that's going to be the mode for me, right? I'm not going to bring, normally if I go to a pen show weekend, I'll bring a lot of personal pens just for hangout, show and tell, you know, testing, you know, different inks, different nib types, different types of pens. And I'm just going to be so in and out really, you know, relative to what I normally do at a pen show. I'm going to bring just like a few pens. I'm going to bring one of the brass town pen cases. That's not going to be all the way full in case I need to store something. I'm going to bring a couple of pens that I need to work on, right? Some nib work. Um, a Lamy Safari. I'm finally going to get a Lamy Safari nib to a needlepoint grind so I can use it in all my safaris. I'm going to get my Pilot Custom 74 ground into probably a cursive italic unless I get talked into someone else, something else by one of my friends there who's doing nib work. Have you booked any nib work? I have not. Okay. So I am content with leaving these pens if I have to, right? Yeah. So I, I'm not overly concerned. Like, I just booked my hotel yesterday. <laughs> That's how this whole thing is going. So, you know, I'm, I'm late to that party. I'll, 
I'll queue up when I get there Friday and maybe I can get something done by Saturday, but I'm not overly concerned. I will just leave them with, you know, whoever I want to leave them with and just have them pay for them to be shipped back. Yeah. That's, it's not what I, the things I want to get done. So this is a, a, a tip for anyone getting nib work. If you can't get it done, you can at least talk to one of the nib meisters there, tell them what you want. And if it's a reasonably basic isn't the right term because you're getting you're getting it modified but i know that if i send this home with someone to get a needlepoint grind i'm not going to have to sit there and test it when they're done to know that i'm going to be happy with it right there's a a level of trust in the skill of the person doing the work that i know what i expect from a needlepoint and i expect that if i just leave it with them i don't have to sit there um, and, and test it perfectly when we're done. Even though when you go to a pen show, that's a feature, right? Mm. To work with the nib grinder. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying I'm at the point where that opportunity, I would rather just have the work done and settled and test it when it gets back. I don't have to necessarily do it at the time. So I'm okay. Not if I don't get it done, eh, it's, I'm, it's not the end of the world for me. But, so. but it is nice, though, as you say. Like if you, it's a feature. Like it's a bonus. If you don't completely know what you want. You yep. know. That's, that's yeah. Like I'm at a different stage than someone going to sit down in front of Mark Bacchus for the first time and say, "Hey, I think I want a cursive italic grind on this, but I'm not sure." And I guess for you, it does help that the people that you would leave it with, you already know their work, personship, like their quality and stuff. So right, you know, right. It's kind of like, yeah, I know what they can do for me. So. Yep, I'll just let them yep. do it. So I personally would be content with a handoff where if like this is your one pin show of the year and you are really, you know, have this pin that you really want to get modified, you want to make the effort to book and schedule these times ahead of ahead of schedule. So I haven't even looked at the vendor list and see which ones have um open open scheduling for Atlanta. So if you are interested in that and you happen to listen to this show, you probably need to be looking at that stuff like yesterday and just go ahead and book your time. So mm. um, I'm going to try something different this time for paper. I'm going to bring my William Hanna and I'm going, I've already have it punched with several different paper types, right. which I think will be neat to play with. So two reasons why it's such a good notebook. One, you can punch your own paper and two at an event like this, you can remove that paper and give it to somebody, right? So if you're carrying around like a Tomoe River paper notebook or a bank paper notebook, but that's bound in a journal, like that's not really easy to just give to someone. And this William Hanna is, is neat in that aspect. You know, even though it's it's punched for your personal notebook, it's still nice to someone can take a, a page of, you know, the the weird e-sleek paper that Anna made with the vintage writing pad, right? I have some of that mm. punched in my thing and it's a really strange, weird paper, but it's fun to play with and I can like give that to somebody. So, you know, I'm going to do that. So like I'm bringing like a, a few pens, one notebook, you know, I'm not going to lug around a backpack and, you know, full of stuff. I'm not going to have to worry about running up and down to the room a bunch of times. I'm just going to really be pretty chill as excited and amped up as I am right now. I'm just going to take it take it slow, take it easy and just, and I'm just going to enjoy being there more yeah, than anything. Sure. Right. So it's been over two years. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it should be fun. 
Um, it was, like I said, if I was just going to make a day trip, it would be less interesting to me right now mm -hmm. than the opportunity to at least spend one night. So I'm going to do that and just be able to catch up with as many people as possible um, during the show, after the show. Um, you know, Anna's going to be there working for Van S. Pens. Kelly from Mountain of Vink is going to be there working for Van S. Pens. Jesse's going to be there working for Drum Ghouls. So, like, all my friends are going to be there. Um, and it's going to be Kat from um, uh, the Bent Times podcast is going to be there. So, like, I'm going to get to see all these people that I have, you know, only talk with, you know, maybe on a daily basis, some of them. But it's different, right? It's different to just sit and hang out and, um, you know commiserate of I might all have fun, to be in one of those things. stay off Instagram for a day kind of thing so I feel like <laughs> the, the jellies might get me <laughs> I will definitely send you a Waffle House picture because oh, that's, gonna be, that's gonna upset even me. though I will be there for probably 24 hours maximum total yeah. there might that I mean that's enough for at least two Waffle House adventures that's two right? different meals yeah you got dinner I mean, and breakfast there you know what yeah I mean? different, it's like different waffle house basically yeah yeah 100 percent. so for those who don't know the atlanta hotel has a waffle house physically attached to the building of the hotel like it's not even a walk you like go out one walk. door and into another door it's in the parking lot attached to the building so do you have um, any uh trepidation like moderate nervousness uh not too bad you know i'm bringing a mask Am I wearing the mask? I, I I have these internal debates, right? Like, I don't think there's any regulations or guidelines right now in Atlanta or the show. Um, you know, I'm obviously fully vaccinated and boosted and all that stuff, but that doesn't prevent anything from happening. So I, I'm, I've gone back and forth even just this morning. It's like my full mask all the time. What about at the bar at night if I'm eating and drinking? Like, I'm, I'm really having these thoughts. Right? It's all percent. I, right, so here's my feeling on this. Mm -hmm. Personal feelings, you know, everyone has their own. It's fine. Uh, I would... It's all about percentages, right? At the end mm -hmm. of the day. I would wear a mask all of the day mm -hmm. as I'm going around the show floor and stuff, take mm -hmm. it off for pictures. Mm-hmm. And then not wear it if I'm eating and drinking in the bar at night. Like that's just what right. I would do. That's I'm probably on the same page. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like I'm I'm comfortable wearing a mask. I'm glad to wear a mask. Um, you know, I you know, don't take that stuff for granted. So but I, I, I would be lying if I say I wasn't thinking about that constantly on am I doing the right thing? Right? That's the conversation I'm having. What is the right thing for me to do? Because I'm generally a rule follower like i just like i'm okay yeah like yeah whatever you want me to do yeah i'm in so but like if there's no rules what are my rules right yeah. so i want to be true to myself and do the right thing and mm -hmm. and feel comfortable with uh my being there so like it's definitely advantage that i don't have to fly that's my biggest bugaboo right now like i'm just like ugh, i don't want to fly so this is good that i get to drive and, uh, yeah, I'll probably be masked up at, at the show. And, uh, you know, I encourage you y'all to do the same if, uh, if that's uh, what you think you should do. So yep. we're certainly not out of the woods in this COVID thing, no, no matter what it feels like. So, uh, yeah, I will, uh, I will be having the mask. So I actually have an STPA question about the Atlanta show from listener All Craig. Right. Hit me. I'm planning on heading to the Atlanta Pen Show on Saturday for my first ever pen show, and I'm looking to purchase my first pen over $100. Probably one in Brad's recent Pilot <laughs> Custom 74 post, but I'm open to other options. 
Any suggestions on how to approach the show to walk out with the right pen? Take it easy. Take it slow. You know, walk through the show. If you're just going on Saturday, I'm assuming you have a limited amount of time, right? Or if you're local and you want to spend like two or three hours, that two or three hours is going to feel like it just flies by. So pace yourself. A lot of the major retailers will have plenty of pens for you to try and test. You know, like I mentioned, Van S and Dromgools. I know they'll be there. If, if Dan, I, I, like I said, I'm, I apologize. I didn't look at the vendor list. Like if Dan from the Nibsmith is there, he always has tons of pens out for you to test. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to pick up, feel, and try some things there. So just don't get in a rush, right? Don't, it's, it's fine to pace yourself, and it's fine, especially when you're looking at modern pens, they're not going to up and vanish and you're not going to have your opportunity to buy it from someone or someone else, right? Like a custom 74 is a good example, right? You don't have to rush in, pick out a custom 74 without doing your due diligence everywhere. Because if it sells, you know, if one retailer sells the three or five that they have, someone else is going to have them, right? So be patient, take a spin around the show. If I'm there and have some things for you to test, find me. You know, that's usually one of the things I do. I won't do as much of this show is carrying around a bunch of pins for people to test ahead of time, just, you know, time-wise. Um, but I'm glad to help anyone that's there. If you're there at the show, definitely come say hi to me. I'm glad to help. I'm glad to answer any questions. Um, even if I don't have a pin for you to test, I might know one of my friends that has a pin for you to test and I can go borrow that. I do that all the time. Mike sees me run across the room all the time. Mm -hmm. Someone will say, hey, Brad, here's a question. And I'll say, hold that thought. I'll be back in five minutes and then I'll go and I'll get the thing and have them test it and they can make a better decision now that they have more information. So... Um, that's the best thing is take it slow, get some information, you know, feel things, test things out, you know, manage your budget and, um, you know, just, uh, take your time and, uh, you're going to be in good shape and you will end up with a pen. Hopefully you were very happy with for a long time. Very nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you got anything else on the Atlanta pen show, you want um, to, um, I don't think so. Again, yeah. just uh, I'm going to be excited to be there. I hope to see all of y'all. Um, you know, we might be we might be on the fist bump fist bump train instead of the hug train. You know, I'm a, I'm a hugger. Oh, so we yeah, might have, good point. We might mm -hmm. have to knock out mm -hmm. some fist bumps. And uh, but uh, I'll be there. I'll be hanging out. I'm going to try to be at the hotel pretty much the entire time from when I get there. Like Friday afternoon sometime. Uh, like after, you know, 12 o'clock and then all through the night. And then I'll believe probably before noon on Saturday because I have a crazy, crazy busy weekend, which is why I couldn't stay all weekend or get a table. I will not have a table at the show. No, no, no knock table or anything like that. So I'll just be wandering around and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be the guy with the pointy hair and, uh, don't hesitate to come up and say hi. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous. Yeah. Well, you know, this is this is almost like a test run. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see for myself, even though I have a lot of friends that have been going to a lot of pin shows that have started to come back again, right? And it's it all looks pretty good. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's like oh, okay, it looks pretty good. You know, you know when the protocols were heavy, everyone's following the protocols. When the protocols were looser, people were still you know tr trying to like manage you know 
health and and things like that and just like overall i've been pretty comfortable seeing all like all the like kimberly doing the reviews like when she's going to work at the pin shows uh for franklin christoph she'll be there this weekend uh as well i forgot to mention that earlier and um i'm my comfort level is is much much greater than say like last fall right so like i, f- I feel pretty good um but again it's the bonus of being local ish to this uh definitely helps that comfort level right Okay. So yeah, that's about it because uh, now we go into uh, old man yells at cloud segment. Great. <laughs> you ready for this? Sure am. It's I, I'm I'm not really yelling at clouds. This is the how Brad's brain works segment, and this time it's related to the the Uniball One gel ink pen. So I have talked about this pen since it came out, what, last year. So this is a new Uniball gel ink pen with a different ink formulation. And the idea behind the ink formulation is color saturation, right? Deeper, richer, brighter gel ink colors than allegedly what they already have in the Uniball Signo, the RT1, the DX... Any Uniball gel, this is supposed to be, for lack of a better term, a stronger ink color representation. Um, I found when I reviewed them that while maybe the color is fractionally more saturated or more vibrant or whatever terminology they want to use, that the actual performance was lacking compared to any Signo gel ink pen, as in I thought the Signo gels were smoother and cleaner and just nicer to write with than the Uniball 1 gel. The problem, or the opposite, the, the, the good part of the Uniball 1, it is, it is the best looking Uniball gel ink pen, bar none. It's better looking than any Signo any RT, it's just nice, right? It's got this white barrel. It has the paperclip type clip. It's just put together really, really well. You know, the barrels are all white with the hint of color that the gel ink is. So the color, like if you have a pink gel, the little pink part on the clip, it just stands out, right? It's killer looking. So what Uni has now done is, hey, this is going pretty well for us. Right. So we've seen the OKB 48 rankings. I just mentioned them when they talked about this, how the Uniball one last year was number or two years ago was number two. This year was number three. I was like, yes, it's falling down the rankings. It's still the number three pin on the freaking list, which means it's extremely popular. And my um, my take on that is that it's just it's the style of the barrel is great and the gel ink is good enough that it just pushes it ahead of all of uni uniball's other pens despite the most important thing the writing performance being in my opinion subpar in relation to you know the rest of uniball's lineup but apparently it's good enough to just have them push through and really lean on this product line as seen by their new releases, Mike. So this is what got gets me. This is what tells me that everything's going well in Uniball One land, and I'm just going to have to like suck it up and live with this being their primary gel ink pen. They just released a whole series. I'm, I'm wondering if this is like uh, 
Korea only or Japan only. Um, again, why do research uh, of this? Or if this is going to be a worldwide release, they have the Uniball 1 City Pop Color. So they have three sets of three pens in, with three gel ink colors that represent, you know, Saturday morning. What are these? What are Friday night. Friday night, Saturday, Saturday morning, morning. Sunday evening. Yeah. <laughs> what color is Sunday evening to you, Mike? I mean, the orange that they've got is pretty nice. So like a little mm-hmm, sunset mm-hmm. action, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure Saturday morning is, you know, sunny day blue, palm green and yellow. <laughs> After Friday night's neon green, midnight purple and pink, Saturday morning might be a different color, but you know, maybe that's Saturday afternoon. Uh we we head to the beach because uh Saturday morning is not all uh sunshine and palm trees uh, a lot of times for me. But uh regardless, like they're leaning into this big time, right? And I like I'm here for it. Like that's my conundrum. Like that is that is what has me so confused about this product is I think this is going to be like the go-to product because they have nailed the design. Yeah. And the performance is good enough that they're just able to just completely go to town on this. There's a completely new set separate from those 3 3 pin sets. There is a four-pin set that's just called Pop Color, you know, green, yellow, pink, bright blue, um, you know, and they have other retro color and basic color. So they're, they are, like, marketing this, like, big time, and I think I'm just going to have to, like, get over this. Um, it's It writes a little bit worse than the other pins because... Uniball is going to be uh, leaning into this one. They look heavily, good. I think. This is all it is for me, I think, like... They know that it looks good. I think people mm-hmm. buy it because it looks nice. I totally um, agree. And ultimately, people don't care about the ink properties in the way that you would, right? Well, because it's not terrible. Like, it's good, right? But you're looking it's, for, like, why, right? Right, 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 right. And most customers do not look at a product line and they're like, but why, you know? They like, look at the agree. one that is like, which is... Either A, the color I like or the design I like. And the design mm-hmm. of these is really nice. It's fresh. It's modern. And mm-hmm. especially now they put colors in it. Like the white mm-hmm. with the like the little color on the clip like really pops. So It's great. Yeah. Uniballs, they found it yeah. after yep. the races with us all. Yep. So, so hence my, my Uniball 1 conundrum. Like it's really good. It's, a, a, it's one of those products I just had to say it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think there's things that are better but those things that are better are going to lose the popularity contest that Uniball has presented, rightfully so. Like, Uniball, uh, like, they got this right, and I guess I'm wrong, <laughs> but this is this is how, you know, the, the stationary world works. You know, I would, I would be, you know, in there losing my job going, well, can we just have the Uniball 1 barrel with, like, the RT1 refill, and let's just do that. That would be cool. And they're like, no, you're fired. And I'm like, okay, yeah. we have to have, we must have pigmented saturated gel inks this no, year. It's too late. You've been fired. You know. I was to... like, but, but it's worse. But that no. ink's worse than this. Security. No. no. Escort him out of the building. <laughs> Take his pass. <laughs> Hand you in your s- badge, Dowdy. Yeah. You're thought done. you said uh, secure ink, but you said security. So there mm-hmm. you go. That's how so my brain works. On the Yaseka stationery page, it says Uniball yeah. 1 is a gel pen released by Uni in February 2020. These pens come with a newly developed ink that is darker and more vivid due to larger pigment particles that are less likely to be absorbed into the paper surface. 
The specialty ink dries fast and writes smoothly, comparable to other Uniball gel pens such as the fan favorite Uniball Signal. Do you agree with I mean, this? I mean, I could do a whole nother segment on just that statement. Okay. I agree with it, but at no point is it better than the Uniball Signal. They're not saying that, though. I know, but they're alluding to the fact. But this doesn't look as nice. That's the signal doesn't look as nice. I agree. 100%. Yeah. So this is going to be, and the name says right there, it's going to be the one. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. This is this is one of Brad's little pet peeves going forward that the Uniball one is going to win everything while being a suboptimal writing pen. Okay. <laughs> In Brad's world. That's fair. <laughs> and like I, I, I guess my whole point in this is that I'm okay with it because I would rather the Uniball one be very successful and very broad reaching than not. Right? Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that way. I'm not that. At much least it's at not clouds. a bad pen. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's or it's not something that you consider as this is below par or people are going to get a bad experience. Right. It's just the, what you're just trying to work out what market fit it has. Yep. Yep, like I said, the performance, it's, it's close enough for everyone who it's going to matter to. Yep. That's all that matters. And uh, I, I, I'm actually glad to see it because I think it's just a great, great design. And, you know, for a gel ink pen to, you know, well, kind of gain me. popular following, <laughs> like it's, imp- it's hard to be successfully, to successfully launch these new types of product lines that are sure. so close yeah. to everything else you already make and they really did it with the exterior design that way they're able to get away with the interior performance aspects of the pen that yeah. I, th- I think are lacking so good, good on uniball and uh I, I i hope it succeeds i'm not hoping it fails so i just need to find out if my other refills that i like can fit into that barrel <laughs> then we have a winner <laughs> All right, if you would like to find the show notes for this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 507, and please make sure that you enjoy International Pencil Day, if you're listening on mm. the 30th. Are you ready for all of the terrible April Fools that are going to happen in the next couple of days? <sighs> yeah, like I'm pretty over that from Who years was it ago. was last time? Um, Apple Boom did yeah. a ink. Um, yeah, it was an ink, and like the bottle was like, you know, Swarovski crystal looking type of thing. No, but didn't they um, do like a whole big thing and it got me? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was the ink bottle. It, it, I, it was the ink. Right. Okay. Because they they slow rolled it right. It wasn't a singular launch. They previewed. Yeah. Right. They slow they me. slow played it. Yeah. They slow played it. <laughs> yeah, because I was angry about like, <laughs> don't do it a week before. <laughs> like as we were recording today, the internet's been ablaze with this Dyson thing. It's like a paradise oh, over the head thing that have yeah. a air purifier in them. Okay, and everyone's reporting on them, and I'm convinced <laughs> this is an April Fool's. <laughs> but it seems like everyone's treating it like it's real, and so like I feel like I need to wait a week before I believe that this news story is true. Right, just from timing perspective alone. Because I think that they're like this looks like an April Fool's to me. Everything about it looks like an April Fool's to me. But everyone's reporting on it, and like Dyson seemed to be going hard on it. And I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. TBD. So you're, are you? What are you going to side? Are you siding real? You got to pick one right now. Real or fake? Fake. I'll go fake as well. Because they're not selling them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I think so. it's fake. 
Well, then they've done a good job. Their marketing department um, can go work for Uniball and tell me how great the one is now. No, I don't believe this is real. And <laughs> I think, I don't know. And if, if I am correct, I do not know why they're going so hard on it. Like, it's yeah. too much, but we'll find right, out. Right, right, right. Like, they're, they are, like, escalating up the mountain pretty quickly to reach a cliff here. Yeah, <laughs> this reminds go me, well. I think it was last year, Volt's Wagon. Do you remember that? Yeah, just marginally. What did they do? I they remember were saying, Volkswagen was saying they were changing their name to Volt's Wagon oh. because of electric cars. Gotcha, and gotcha, people gotcha. were, like, yeah, really yeah. excited about it. And then they had to be like, yeah. Uh, we were just joking. Yeah, and this was like in the aftermath of them getting caught for for the emission um, scandal. Yeah, manipulation of data. <laughs> yeah, so they ended. They 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 didn't do very well out of that yeah. whole thing by the end. But yeah, I don't yeah. believe that this thing is real. Are you and telling me this whole time Uniball One has been one big April Fool's joke on me? Yeah, I mean, who would make pens themed after certain times in a day? Come on, Brad. <sighs> Come on. And Brad. also one. April 1, you know? Mm. They got you. Whoa. <laughs> they got you. They got you. They anyway, you the, want to find Brad online, you go to penaddict.com. At Dowdyism on Twitter, at penaddict on Instagram, twitch.tv slash penaddict for streams three times a week. If you want to find me online, I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you to Squarespace for the support of this show, and thank you for listening. Until then, next time. Until then, next time, Brad. Say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Brad. <laughs> I'm glad this is ended as well as it started. That was a good bookend of terrible speaking.